What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we're going to jump right into it. We're going to go through some recaps today. It's been a while since we did that. Just kind of going through the action around the league. It's another week, start of another week, early in the week. But, of course, at this time of year, every series matters. Honestly, for some teams, every game matters. Some teams, they're in such a tight race in their division that every game matters at this point. And, and you don't really say that very often in baseball, but it it is the case. I mean... Let's look at, for example, the NL Central. Okay, so the Brewers and the Reds are playing a head-to-head matchup. They have two more games against each other, and then they don't play again for the rest of the year. That's because within the past two weeks, they've played each other like 10 times. They played three games right before the break, three games after the break. Now they're in another series. So they've really played each other like, what, nine, 10 times in the last two weeks? But let's head to Milwaukee and talk about that. So... This was a 3-2 Brewers victory. It was actually a 3-2 Brewers victory. A close game by all accounts. Brewers end up getting a win thanks to a Christian Yelich walk-off single. And that really was, uh, that was all she wrote. But there was more to this game. Some interesting moments in this game. Ellie De La Cruz homered in this game. And it was just one at bat after being robbed by Joey Weimer. Joey Weimer robbed him of a home run out in center field in the first inning. The scoreboard there at American Family Field trolled him, saying, oh, De La Cruz almost hit a home run in the first inning, but he didn't. And then the very next one, De La Cruz blasts a no-doubter to right center field. And, yeah, it's, it's just all in good fun, obviously. But at the end of the day, the Brewers end up getting the win. And... This was the Reds' latest close loss to the Brewers because they're neck and neck in the central standings. Because now Cincinnati is two and nine against Milwaukee. They have now dropped five straight against the Brewers, all in the past two weeks, like I said. And four of the past five games that they've lost to the Brewers have been by just one run. So when you look at the NL Central standings, it has been a bit of a seesaw affair this summer. But right now, it is Milwaukee on top of Cincinnati by one and a half games. Very close, obviously. Very close. Cincinnati does hold a wild card spot if the playoffs were to start today, but obviously you want to win the division. You want to win the division if you can. They're going to send Andrew Abbott out on the mound on Tuesday. So let's see if, you know, he's the stopper because we know he has been phenomenal this year. He did have the the one rough outing Abbott has had this year. The only one rough outing was the start he made against the Brewers just before the All-Star break, like two days before the All-Star break. But then he came back against them the next time, and he pitched really well. He's coming back against them now. So it's like the Brewers have seen this guy many times now. This is going to be the third time they're seeing him. We'll see what he looks like. We'll see what he looks like. But can he be the stopper? And obviously, if the Reds win, then it will be just a half-game lead for the Brewers in that division. So we'll see. But like I said, every game matters for some teams. The Reds are one of those teams. Let's head to Philadelphia, where the Orioles are visiting the Phillies. Orioles are visiting the Phillies, and the O's got a 3-2 series opening victory on Monday night. And Colton Kowser did not start this game, but he made arguably the two biggest plays in this game. He ended up with a go-ahead double off the bench, obviously. Go-ahead double in this, and... Sorry, not only him, I just want to talk about the young guys. Ryan Westberg hit his first career home run. Ryan Mountcastle hit a home run. 
But we've seen a lot of these young guys come up for Baltimore and do big things. It's not like they're just calling them up to give them reps. The Orioles are in first place. They're trying to win. They're calling these guys up because they believe these guys are going to give them the best chance of winning. But it was a sold-out crowd at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. And Aaron Hicks, the Orioles center fielder, they lost him in the third inning because he sustained a left hamstring injury on a diving catch. And replay actually later showed he dropped the ball. And, you know, that's that's where, you know, space open for Kowser to enter the game. You know, he's an outfielder, but, you know, if Aaron Hicks is going to be out for some time, then you're going to see more Colton Kowser ABs because he came in. He came in as a replacement in center field. Goes one for three with that go-ahead double. But at the end of the day, it's a close 3-2 win. A win is a win. Dean Kramer went seven innings with one earned run for Baltimore. And that was really good. Obviously, he trusted his defense because he only had three strikeouts. But all in all, a very tidy victory for the Baltimore Orioles, who are just you know the talk of town nowadays. On the other side, you know, looking at the Phillies, they're third in the NL East. They do have a winning record. 53 and 47. They're not playing poorly at all. They're playing decently, but, you know, decent sometimes isn't good enough. If we look at the standings, look at the standings. The Phillies are only a half game back in the wild card. They're not going to win the division, obviously, because Atlanta has run away with that. They're 12 games back of Atlanta. They're not going to win that, but the wild card is still in play. They're only half a game back of the wild card. So that is very much within the realm. That's where they need to focus their efforts from here on out. Let's go to Houston, where the Astros had the win of the year against the Rangers. Their win of the year, what they call the win of the year. And I want to shout out to Chaz McCormick. So there may not be any player on the Astros who's easier to root for than McCormick. A 21st round draft pick out of Division II Millersville in Pennsylvania. But he has been a constant presence in the mix of center fielders that the Astros have used since they let George Springer walk in free agency after 2020 season. And, you know, they've used Miles Straw, Jake Myers, you know, Jose Siri. Now, you know, McCormick has had to fight his way into this lineup, and he's been, he's finally been seeing some consistent playing time. On Monday, he turned in a six RBI game. He's had a, quite a hot stretch, a career high six runs, including a game tying home run in the seventh off Aroldis Chapman. And, the Astros beat the Rangers 10-9 with a walk-off single by rookie Yainer Diaz in the ninth. It was obviously a team victory, very close there at the end. Kyle Tucker just slides in with that winning run. But Monday marked the career-high 14th consecutive game McCormick has started. Most of them have been in center field, 7 in center, 6 in left. But he's hitting 348 with 5 homers and 14 RBIs during that span, which has upped his season OPS to 9 Oh, two. So obviously he's going to have to play every day. At this point, you can't bench him. He's playing this well, hitting 902 over a 14 game stretch. Yeah, you're going to find your way into the lineup. So Chaz McCormick has been great for the Astros. He's earned his spot. He really has. Astros get a big win, obviously a divisional win against a strong opponent against the Texas Rangers who have been great. And the Rangers. So this is interesting, right? We talk about the Rays leading the AL East all year, then all of a sudden the Orioles catching them. Could we see the same thing happen in AL West? Could we see that the Rangers have been out in front of the AL West and maybe late in the season the Astros catch it, catch them and and take that division lead? It's very possible. Houston's only two games back of 
the Rangers right now, we'll see. We'll see how that goes, but these are head-to-head matchups. I mean, this is a brand new series that just started. I mean, if Houston sweeps this series, then we'll be, we'll be talking about them in first place. So let's see. Let's see how that goes. But like I said, for some teams, every game does matter at this point. Let's go out west to Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, we have the Blue Jays visiting the Dodgers. And Toronto got a 6-3 victory over the Dodgers in 11 innings. Dalton Varsho with the big hit in this one. A decisive two-run double, which was the game-winning hit. And they end up beating L.A. in 11 innings. I mean, he hits a line drive out to right field. Jason Hayward's out there. Hayward, it's one of those in-between ones. Can't decide whether to dive for it or let it bounce. And he tries to dive for it, but misses the ball, bounces over his glove, and rolls all the way behind him to the fence. Matt Chapman hit a go-ahead home run in this home in this in this uh, game as well, but Toronto ended up sealing the win in extras. Nice little interleague matchup. I haven't seen much of that. Obviously, um, it's an interleague matchup. You don't see too much, but Blue Jays at Dodgers. That's a that's a nice one. So that's where we stand with things. That's our recap from Monday. Obviously, things will continue on Tuesday. Full slate, evening slate of games. So. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.